0: Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. We cordially welcome you to the official lifeeternal.info podcast all the way from the crossroads of America, the Hoosier State of Indiana, where we aim to bring you the latest prophetic news and health research with our overall mission is to connect you closer to God and His beloved Son. This is Mike, the Bible worker, and I have the honor and privilege to be with you for today's broadcast. Like always, you can reach us via our website at lifeeternal.info or you can email us at contact at lifeeternal.info. Friends, we welcome you back to the official Life Eternal podcast all the way from the crossroads of America, the beautiful state of Indiana. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. We hope everyone had a blessed Thanksgiving. I hope we all have something to thank God for. I know I do. You know, we have life. We have a roof over our head, food, water, and we have Jesus and his salvation, Father. We thank you, Father, for all your blessings. And and friends, we always have to be thankful and, and give credit where credit is due. And we credit God, our Father, through his son, Jesus. So friends, before we begin with... Episode 36, or the new season. We are in season four, episode one, overall episode 36. We're going to start with our verse of the day. Verse of the day is found in the book of Matthew, chapter five, verse nine. Matthew five, verse nine, it reads, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Friends, title of our podcast is called War all the time and our top story is the conflict in palestine israel between the israeli government and the palestinian national authority more specifically hamas friends it's been over six weeks since this conflict has been in the forefront it's been in the news since october 7th first week second week of october friends and still going on And um, we did some investigation, and our conclusion is as follows, all right? We have a very interesting conclusion about what's happening in the Middle East. I have here our producer, Marcus, on the mic, too. We're going to try our best to be as informative as possible. We don't want to be biased. We just want to bring the facts. Marcus, welcome to the official LifeEternal.info podcast. You've been editing these podcasts now. You're on the
1: mic. How do you feel? Hey Amen. Thank you, brother. I feel great. Thank you for having me on. I think we could do um God's work here in informing the public about what's going on in our world. Yes, sir. All right. Let's start. This is this is the conclusion
0: that we gathered from doing some research. You guys ready for this? It was actually Israel, friends, that helped create Hamas, the Hamas we see today. Since 1987, Hamas has been used to combat or undermine the Nationalist PLO. Do you remember Yasser Arafat, the co-founder of the Nationalist PLO, Fatah Party? The Israeli goal has always been to rule and divide the occupied Palestinians. How, might you ask? By creating a two-party system in Palestine, the secular nationalists and the religious Islamists. It is a strategy used to conquer a nation or people. The two-party system is what we see in America. Democrats versus Republicans or vice versa. Liberals versus conservatives. You got the picture. Marcus, it was created in 1987. Let me show you how. Okay. Notably, many people and politicians in America, maybe worldwide, are unaware of the dilemma in Israel. It was former congressman Dr. Ron Paul was quoted as saying the following about Hamas. Hamas was encouraged And really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. What does Arafat say about what we are presenting to you today? He was quoted saying the following in an Italian newspaper several years ago. Hamas is a creature of Israel. Friends, what more can we say? Well, how about some more evidence? This time from Brigadier General Yitzhak Zeviv. He is quoted in the New York Times saying the following. The Israeli government gave me a budget, and the military government gives to the mosques. Furthermore, friends, how about the statement for Avner Cohen, the former Israeli government advisor? He is quoted saying, Hamas, to my great regret, is Israel's creation. Cohen also warned his superiors not to play divide and rule in the occupied territories and called on Israel to, quote, break up this monster before this reality
1: jumps in our face marcus what do you think about what we just covered so far sounds crazy right it sounds unreal but we can't deny the facts that this is israeli's creation they've planned it they executed and now they're actually getting to eat their cake yep now check this out what was the result of creating this monster let me tell you you can turn
0: to any news report and you will see hamas spewing hate for israel and and hate for jews you know, that's ironic, don't you think? Look, what we see today in Israel or Palestine, a significant blowback. David Long, you know, I don't know if you heard of David Long. He's a former Middle Eastern expert at the U.S. State Department under Ronald Reagan. He told journalist uh, Robert Dreyfus the following, I thought the Israelis were playing with fire. I didn't realize they end up creating a monster. But I don't think you ought to mess around with potential fanatics. Marcus, I compared this madness in Israel to what the CIA did in Afghanistan. How the U.S. shadow government created Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda. Remember, divide and conquer has always been the name of the game, my friends. Divide and conquer. Remember when 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 the CIA created, you know, the whole um, bin Laden Al Qaeda. Remember this was in the '80s to combat the Soviet Union. That's what happened. So now we have thousands of innocent civilians on both sides of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict who have lost their lives since Israel's shadow government decided to play Russian roulette with their people. Or can I
1: say with the whole world? Marcus, what, what do you think so far? It sounds crazy. It's it's something that I never thought I would have to see again. You know, I'm a young man. I didn't grow up in the 80s, but I did grow up during the 9-11 era. Mm-hmm. I seen our government you know, bash Afghanistan for 20 years. Yep. Just raid, hoard the resources, and now that there is no need for opium, mm-hmm. well, what did they do? Yep. Well, we had an episode on Afghanistan, remember? That was big. Mm-hmm. So when I think about what's happening right now, again, back to the Middle East, with this Israeli-Palestine conflict, mm-hmm. I could only think one thing is, what Is the end game? What are they actually trying to accomplish? Mm, I'll tell you right now.
0: See, friends, what we see today is what the Apostle Paul is quoted as saying in Ephesians 6.12. This is what he wrote. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. All right. So we know off the bat, it's not about Palestinian against Israelis, Jews against Muslims. This is just evil against good. but Should we be surprised by what we are witnessing in the Middle East, specifically Israel? Wasn't it the Jewish nation that denied our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God? Remember, it was the Jewish nation that accused Jesus of sins and and rebellion against the authority of the religion and the Roman government. It was the Jewish nation, yes, 2,000 years ago, that worked alongside the Roman Empire. But even so more, they've worked along with Pagan Rome at that time, right? It wasn't only just the Roman centurions and the Roman military, but it was with pagan Rome to fulfill their evil scheme of nailing our Lord Jesus to the cross. Friends, the nation of Israel, the current, the modern nation of Israel is not the same Israel of times past. They are not the same nation that followed leaders such as Moses and Joshua and David and Nehemiah. The Jewish nation was no longer a chosen people of God the Father when they nailed Jesus to the cross. Remember, the veil of the temple was ran into, but more specifically, once Deacon Stephen was stoned in the streets of Jerusalem, as mentioned in Acts seven fifty nine. that was really their end. Let me tell you what, the prophet Daniel foresaw the end of Israel as a chosen nation 600 years before its demise. If we look at his writings in Daniel chapter nine, Verses 24 to 27, he writes, let me read it to you guys, guys. This is important to understand because it will help us see Israel in, in, in the eyes that we should really see Israel. And this is what Daniel writes. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sin and to make reconciliation of iniquity and to bring an everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore, understand that from the going forth, the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the Prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood and unto the end of the war desolations are determined and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. All right. So Marcus, we need to help our listeners understand the following. When we apply the day-year principle or the year for a day principle as interpreted in Numbers 1434, you know, Ezekiel 4, 5, and 6, also used by the Protestant reformers and by the historicist school of prophetic interpretation, you will conclude that the 70 weeks or 490 days constitute 490 years. This means that the time starts at 457 and the decree to rebuild Jerusalem ends when Stephen is stoned in 34 AD. The 70-week prophecy is a good reminder of the power of God, the power of Bible prophecy to be exact. So what I'm saying is this, Marcus, the 70 weeks prophecy shows that Israel had only 490 years to really repent and to really follow God with all their heart. But it ended when Stephen was stoned. What do you think about that?
1: I think it's wild to think that the current nation of Israel still believes that they're on God's path. And that's something that we have to be very careful about because there's many Christians out there that still believe the same notion that God has not left his people, but that was all conditional. We go back to the 490 years, something that we could find in the Bible is the fact that when Peter asked Jesus, how many times yep. should I forgive? What does he say? 70 times seven. What's that? 490. The Jewish people knew very well what that meant. Mm-hmm. So we see that since Stephen was stoned, that door was closed for the Jewish people. We saw what happened historically when Rome came and sieged Jerusalem. Mm. Did they survive?
0: Mm-mm. Well, the Christians survived, but not the Jews. The Christians knew. They were warned to leave. You know, they left during the siege, there was a, a a little window, a break. They left then. And then when Rome came back with Titus, they destroyed the temple and so forth. And it was only Jews that died. No Christian died during the 70 AD.
1: Amen. And it's very sad to hear yep. about the horrific stories that happened within those walls. But mm-hmm. we have to make sure we're not in danger of repeating history where we still believe, oh, these are God's people. Or this is God's will. God has clearly revealed what he wants for his children. Amen. And
0: you know what's interesting is if you talk to a rabbi, you know, many Jews are forbidden to read books, certain books and chapters of the Bible. They're forbidden to read Isaiah 53. They're forbidden to read Ezekiel 18.4. And also Daniel 12.2, Micah 5. Isaiah 49 and Daniel 9, what we just read. You could get that from the jewishvoice.org, that information we just shared, friends. So, friends, yes, Israel was removed from, from the graces of God as a chosen nation, as we just mentioned, 2,000 years ago. Who's the true Israel now? As Paul writes, it's those that believe in the promises of God in the Bible, and they believe that Jesus is their Savior. But this is a question we need to ask, Marcus, why do many Christians side with Israel blindly? why 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 do you think just your just your honest opinion? Why do you think many Christians today, you know they pour money into Israel, they fly the Israeli flag? Why do we do it so blind, knowingly that is the country of Israel now is like what South Africa was? In the '60s and '70s, in an a apartheid nation, you know, Palestinians are treated—I would say—probably like how you know African Americans were treated back in the days here with the Jim Crow laws. You know, it's why—why why do we do that? What do you think? Ooh, that's that's, 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 that's tough, huh? That's all tough. right. You know, I, I want you to just digest that question. Now, another question we need to think about is: Do many Christians forget that the Jews today do not see Jesus as the Messiah? I mean, do we know that? Like when we talk about modern day Israel, do we know, hey, these guys don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They're thinking about even what rebuilding, uh, building a third temple and having sacrifices. Why? Why do do we need sacrifices? Jesus died already. You know, that's another question to think about. We also forget, friends, that Palestine and the Middle East have had a Christian presence since the apostle days. Remember, it was in the Middle East where, were Peter and John and, and you know, they performed miracles and and they actually converted thousands in days. You know, it's, we forget about that, friend. But this is what I think, Marcus. Overall, I believe that the forces of evil are working to destroy Christianity in the Middle East. Let me tell you why. There's an article out there. Uh, I'm not gonna read it because I don't think we have the time, but it's on twn.my. Is titled Third World Resurgence. And the title of the article was called The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestinian Christians and Nobody is Talking About. Let's think about that. And just to just to give you some context, there are around 10 to 15 million Arab Christians that live in the Middle East. And and again, it could be more, right? I mean, how many people are really gonna say I'm a Christian in, in the Middle East? So there's around 10 to 15 million Christians, at least minimum in the Middle East. There's probably around 180,000 Christians in Israel, but a lot of them are foreigners. You know, these are all foreigners, people from the Philippines, from different countries that come and work in Israel. Remember Lebanon. Lebanon at one point, friends, Lebanon, let's say in the 1930s, 80, 90 years ago, it was it was actually a majority Christian nation. I didn't know that. Yeah. Lebanon was a Christian nation. and And... How have the West treated and especially Israel treated Lebanon these past few decades, right? They've been bombing them and and I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if Hezbollah, which is in Lebanon, was also created by Israel. I haven't done that research, but I wouldn't be surprised. And and something else to think about. These are just I'm just asking questions too. All right. So now currently in Lebanon, it's around a third of the population is Christian and, and dropping because I mean, many christians are fleeing from the middle east i've known i know personally a um a family that fled iraq they're christian they fled iraq probably around to around 30 years ago they settled in the midwest so um i know there's a lot of christians out there that are trying to flee but uh, i don't know for some reason we're only giving visas to to um men in their 20s and 30s for some reason, not to Christians, you know, just Muslim men are coming to the West, but i that could be another topic to talk about. But another thing to think about Marcus is, are you familiar with the Balfour Declaration of 1917? Sadly, I'm not. I understand, but you know, that's also some people say it's a conspiracy, how Israel was able to, to acquire land in Palestine. How about, what about this one here? June 1967, the USS Liberty incident. I am well familiar with that one. Okay. So that one there, honestly, it you know, it's the USS Liberty incident, friend, occurred in June 1967. But many believe it was a conspiracy or cover up to defend Israel. The short version of the incident, friend, is as follows. It has to do with Israel wanting to start a war with Egypt by dragging the U.S. into it. So Israel... Starts, you know, they have some planes. They start attacking the USS Liberty, hoping that, you know, American sailors don't recognize the plane as being Israeli so they could blame Egypt. But, you know, American sailors were smarter than, you know, what people think. You know, my brother and I, Marcus, we were both in the Navy, and they recognized the plane as being Israeli. They contacted using, you know radio and they told hey look why is Israel attacking us and you know all that that was that's what happened.
1: But that was sad. I mean yes. sailors lost their lives.
0: Yep. Yep and, and people don't really talk about that. Regardless Marcus, the real the real war is the war against our minds. And I believe Satan is winning that battle when we look just everywhere, all around us. We we see people not thinking about salvation. They're not thinking about the return of Jesus. You know, many, many people out there are just thinking only of themselves. You know, we have many kids these days wanting to be YouTube stars and Instagram stars. And, you know, the thought of of Jesus returning or the thought of having a relationship with Christ is not in their forefront, you know? It dampens their dreams of mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. So this is why we need Jesus in our lives, friend. Only he can save us. Only he can help us. Marcus, what, what do you think about everything here so we could wrap this up? Because um, we, we could talk about the USS Liberty. We could talk about so much. But I just wanted to start off this season by asking questions, by allowing people to think, what's going on? Why is this really happening? Just to give some, some information, we we gave a short history on Hamas and how Israel created it. And we shouldn't be surprised, friends, because... We know how the CIA works. You know, they create bad guys and boogeymen just so they could have a budget. And I wouldn't be surprised. Israel did the same thing. Create Hamas so they could have a boogeyman. So people could feel bad
1: for them, you know? I got two words. Yes. Perpetual war. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. You war is war is business. Makes many people rich. Yes.
0: You know, it's the defense contractors and and weapon manufacturers. They They need to have... Of, you know clientele, and look what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. This is—I do believe this is true—that United States has been sending weapons to Ukraine, and Ukraine been selling it to different nations. And I heard that Palestine had some of those some of those weapons that were sold or given to
1: Ukraine. Don't forget the mass amount of weapons left back in Afghanistan. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Actually.
0: This could blow even to greater proportions. And when we look at the prophecies of Daniel 11, look at Daniel 11, uh, verse 45, that's the only verse, friends, that has not been fulfilled, Daniel eleven forty-five. Everything else has been fulfilled. On our YouTube channel, we do have a whole series on Daniel 11, if you're interested. But yes, I, I, I could see the country of Turkey coming into play. You know, if, they, if they're already or have been been unhappy with what's happening with the West and Israel, and the United States. And I know they are a NATO nation. Israel is. And wouldn't be surprised, friends, if Turkey leaves NATO and says, you know what, I'm tired of this, you know. Um, but, friends, I don't know. We just got to depend on, on God and Jesus and be ready. And hopefully um, this could all boil down into nothing, but I, I don't think so. I do believe Satan is, look, what's happening still in Russia and Ukraine. That, I thought that was going to be over already, but they're just milking that. And I'm sure they're going to milk this, this war too. What do you think, Marcus, here before we, we say farewell to our friends?
1: War is scary. It's frightening. I mean, just check out the casualties of war. These are human lives suffering because of war. But we have hope. God's son Jesus So let's never forget The promises That are given to us Let us hold fast to our faith As always everyone You can check out the citations That Mike the Bible worker Was speaking about All these articles On our video podcast Versions of these episodes They're available on Brighton, Bidshoot, Rumble You can find quick links To these channels Through our YouTube Just type in lifeeternal.info podcasts. You will find the episode. And from that episode in the description box below, you will find those quick links. Mike. Amen. And friends, just for reference, I know I mentioned the
0: New York Times episode or um, the article. It's called Under Gaza's Calm Surface Death Drugs Intrigue. And it was uh, published in March 28th, 1981. So um that's speaking about the New York Times when I referenced the New York Times earlier in the podcast. So friends, thank you again for listening to be being with us or being patient. I know it took us a little longer to get back on air, but we're back. We have an exciting season four, friends. We're going to just change it up a little. We're always going to either have Marcus on on the mic. We're going to have my wife on the mic, we're going to have some guests on the mic. So friends, um, we look forward to this new season until then, until the next episode, we will come back here in about three, four weeks in December. We just want you guys to, to just, you know, keep Christ in your heart and your mind. Continually pray for, for the Middle East friends. Let's pray for not only for the Christians in the Middle East, but the Muslims in the Middle East, the Jews in the Middle East. And let's just pray that God's will be done and that people have an opportunity to really follow God's Son, Jesus. That's all we could ask, friends. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Brothers and sisters, as we go our separate ways, we at lifeeternal.info would like to thank you for your time and support. We pray that the grace of God, our Father, and His Son, Jesus Christ, fill your hearts and minds with all love, truth, and joy. May Christ, our Lord, richly bless you mightily and may he use you in his father's vineyard. Stand strong, stay faithful, and may the love of freedom continually dwell in your heart. Amen and maranatha.